It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Did I say 2022 yesterday? I might have. Oh, I was trying not to do that, and I might have. Shauna's away for the rest of the week. I damn near didn't make it into work this morning. Problems with my truck again. As soon as I pulled away from my house this morning, it started making this squealing noise, which got worse as I got closer to the station. And uh, I lost power in my steering and like all the accessories and everything. The lights dimmed. And I was able to basically uh, limp into the parking lot here. But now I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess i got to get towed to a garage or I could maybe go for it, try to drive it down there myself. I don't know. I love this truck, but she's starting to give me some trouble. I don't want to say goodbye to it yet. I mean, it's not an ideal time to go and try to find a quality used vehicle at the moment. Um, plus, I just really like my old truck. If it dies, you're going you're gonna to hear me on the verge of tears like Luke Bryan in the middle of my truck supercut. On today's show, it's soup month, but I'm sure you knew that. I'm sure you're already celebrating in your own way. Something really eerie is happening at our house these days. I'll explain that. Uh, how my son Bo says his classmates celebrate their birthdays. I thought this was funny. The Coachella lineup was released. I found it underwhelming, to say the least. I was actually totally lost looking at it. Got a Terry of the Month nominee. We're going to talk about a sound you hear around the city and why. We'll talk about the federal government's immigration targets that they've set and some of the issues that could come along with that. A word all the kids are using these days. I'll bring you up to speed. And something I'm... About done seeing after your out of context clip of the show. But when these guys go down to Canadian Tire and put on a fart can, that, <laughs> that makes you want to kick babies, yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm wondering how much more we're going to have to hear about Harry and Megan. Because they are just everywhere right now. Are you feeling the same as I am? Harry released this new book, this new tell-all memoir, And now they're all over the news again, these two. Like, I'll be honest, I just barely care about, like, the reigning monarch. The queen when she was alive, King Charles now, just barely. The one that has a bit of power and influence. The rest of the family? Don't care. Harry and Meghan, who are no longer even really a part of the royal family, I really don't care. And I realize even, like, now I'm contributing to the problem by talking about them. I'm aware of that. But, like I said, they're everywhere. Even for someone who, like, Tries to avoid it. I don't go out looking for this. It's just everywhere. So a brief history of Harry and Meghan. Three years ago, they stepped down from their royal duties and they moved to California. And then about a year later, they did that sit-down interview with Oprah to tell their side of the story. And then they started a production company and they released their Netflix series. They have a podcast. Uh, Now Harry's got this new memoir out. But as one comedian I follow pointed out, they don't want the attention. No, Harry and Meghan, they were fed up with the press. It's part of the reason they left, right? So now they're putting out just the most media possible. And they're managing to insert themselves into the day-to-day lives of people like myself, possibly you too, just the humble Canadian who doesn't need to hear about them, period. You know, let alone whatever whatever the next thing they're hawking is, whatever tell-all experience their hawking next. V and S in 20 minutes or less. There's a word that I keep seeing all over the internet right now, and the word is situationship. It's huge on TikTok at the moment. Either that or I'm just noticing right now that's possible too, because I Googled it, and there are articles about the word situationship uh, going back to at least 2019, so it's been around for a bit. 
Do you think you could explain what a situationship is if you had to? You could probably make an educated guess. I found two good definitions. One was from Urban Dictionary, and it said, less than a relationship, but more than a booty call. In other words, it's like that weird nether space between plunking and dating. Uh, here's another definition, a romantic arrangement that exists before a DTR conversation. DTR, had to look that up. That stands for defining the relationship. So that's when you sit down and you say, what are we? What is this? What are we? And it's, a, it's an important conversation to have, awkward as it may be, because you have to be on the same page, right? Are we exclusive? Are we clocking any other strange? Even just deciding when to start referring to someone as your partner and not just by their name, like when you introduce them, when do you go from being like, everyone, this is John, to, hey, everyone, this is my boyfriend, John. This is my partner, John. These are complicated situations, hence the name situationship. Our grandparents' generation, they had all this solved. They didn't have any of this. You just asked someone to go steady, and that was it. Are we going steady or aren't we? There was no time for situationships or games or any of that. War could break out again at any moment. They had to lock it down and start cranking out kids before Jerry got the jump on us. BNS in 20 minutes or less. You may have seen the news from last week that uh, Canada set a record for immigration in 2022. 430,000 newcomers came here last year. And the federal government is aiming for even more in the next few years, 500,000 per year. To give you a bit of perspective, that is four times the rate of immigration in the United States and eight times that of the United Kingdom. And I believe that's only permanent residents. I don't think that includes temporary foreign workers or students either. Now, of course, the goal of bringing in that many new people is to shore up the workforce and to replace some of the baby boomers who are retiring. And in, in this country, people aren't having enough kids to replace the population. If we didn't have immigration, eventually there would just be nobody here. But I know I'm not the only person who's looking at this and asking, where the hell are we going to put everybody? Like, we don't have enough housing in this country for the people who are here right now. And we're bringing in more than a half million people more each year. And housing isn't the only infrastructure we're short on. In many places, you can't get in to see a doctor. So unless, you know, many of these newcomers are doctors with fully recognized credentials, that shortage isn't going to get any better. You know, the immigration minister spoke about the housing issue and he said many of the newcomers will build their own houses and I would ask him how's that going so far like he said it won't be a problem I mean how, how is that going so far in this this country uh, here's something else I just learned Quebec has said that they're only willing to accept 50,000 people per year which is if you were to distribute newcomers evenly across the, po the provinces by population Quebec would be taking in well below their share so that means the rate actually goes up in other provinces Probably shouldn't be that surprising, though, because Quebec, Quebec seems to play by their own set of rules. This whole topic is even kind of tough to talk about, because if you, if you even dare to ask these questions and ask if maybe we should think about slowing down a bit until we have housing for everybody, you're going to get called a bad name. And it's not that at all. I mean, we are a country of immigrants. Unless you're indigenous, your family probably came here from someone else. But... I think like, we probably agree that there is a difference between someone who immigrated in 1904 as part of the Dominion Lands Act and was given a chunk of uncleared prairie, no house, no road to it, and told, hey, winter's going to be here soon, good luck with the farm, and moving to you know the suburb of a major city in 2023 and trying to find a place to house your family. And that's kind of what I suspect is that the crux of all this is housing. It seems like our country has become 
a pyramid scheme of of real estate and it requires immigration to fuel it and it's not fair to Canadians it's not fair to immigrants either they're being sold this Canadian dream which is harder and harder to attain all the time so this is not an anti-immigrant stance at all it's just asking the question can we as a country handle this level of immigration can we even do this the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast if someone explained to me the appeal of that really poppy muffler sound you know the ones like pop 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 like, I heard one yesterday, and I, I heard it from a ways away, and I was like, is that a drive-by shooting? And thankfully in Calgary, it's not often a drive-by shooting. I mean, maybe more often than it used to be, but it's still unlikely to be a drive-by shooting in a city as safe as Calgary. But it sure sounded like that. So I was like, okay, that must be one of those those exhausts that pops. You know, and then sure enough, that vehicle came through the parking lot right in front of me, and the young dude driving it, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't really get that. I mean, I under I understand a loud exhaust. It's not for me. In fact, my truck makes a little more noise than I would like it to. But I at least I get it. You know, I get the appeal of a of a throaty exhaust sound of a really nice engine note. I like cars. I like to drive. I understand it. But the exhaust that sounds like a popcorn machine, like a drive-by shooting. What is the uh, what is the appeal of that one? So it depends on what kind of popping it is. You see, so if it has that pop sound, like say a Ferrari or a Maserati or something with power, it sounds good. Because I don't like loud vehicles either. I drive a big truck. I got eight inch stacks, but I got mufflers. This was a Tiburon, I think. See, that's where you get the Canadian tire fart car. I call it with my little guy. He, he's like, "Look, Dad, fart car," and then it makes that fart sound. But if it's a car that's loud and sounds like it has power, I enjoy that. It's the obnoxious noise that I don't like. You know, where there's just nothing there but noise, kind of like a Harley. It's just noise. And Harley guys will tell you that it's for it's for visibility and awareness of other drivers. But I only kind of half buy that. Oh, I don't buy it for a second. Not for a second. How do you hear the Harley behind you? It's when he blows your doors off at 6,000 RPM. Ah! It's like somebody yelled in your ear for a second. Stupid. <laughs> I agree with you, too, though. Like, a really nice, powerful engine has a great... It's a different sound. It's a, it's a pleasing sound versus a grating sound. Right, exactly. Yeah, so like I said, I enjoy that popping, but it's got to come out of something with power. GTR, Ferrari, you know, even a vet. That's yep. got that blowback from the turbo and the spool and all that stuff. That's great. But when these guys go down to Canadian Tire and put on a fart can, that, <laughs> that makes you want to kick babies. Yeah. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Oh, I got a Terry of the Month nominee for you. Uh, this one's unusual in the, in, the, in the fact that it's a lady. Not many female Terry of the Month nominees. Terry's with an I. Uh, driving home yesterday, I saw a woman blowing a dart on the side of the freeway. There are two possibilities as to what was going on there. Uh, the first is that she was having car trouble. She was waiting for help and, you know, just having a quick one to relieve the stress while she waited. I get that. Having your car break down in a high traffic location, especially at a time when nobody can afford a big vehicle repair bill, that's stressful. It calls for a dart if you want. However, I think it's just as possible that she, she didn't look like she was distressed at all. Like, it didn't look like she was having car trouble. Hood wasn't up or anything like that. It's just as possible that maybe she doesn't smoke in the car, or maybe it wasn't her car. Maybe she was borrowing it. Maybe it was a rental, and she was nicking, and she had to pull over right there on the freeway. Couldn't even make it to the next exit, right there on the shoulder where it's loud, trucks flying by, getting a bit of spray from the passing vehicles. That is hard on the darts. If you got to pull over now to smoke one, 
you're on the darts hard. So it makes the second explanation seem less likely, doesn't it? I mean, anyone who needs a dart that bad is probably smoking in the car. Unless, like we said, the vehicle wasn't hers. It's possible. But if the second explanation is the right one, that is serious Terry behavior. That's worthy of a nominee for Terry of the Month. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Our producer Logan's in here. Hey, Logan. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, Where would you rate your musical knowledge on a scale of 1 to 10? I don't want to come off too cocky, so I'm going to go like seven. Seven? Seven seems safe. Ten being, you know, everything about music, past and present. Zero, you don't know anything. I know a lot of niche stuff. Like, I could tell you a lot about, like, Lexo and the Leapers. Never even heard of them. Arkells, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so did you see the Coachella lineup? I did. Okay, I was looking at the poster, and this happens every year where I know fewer and fewer of the artists that are high build on the Coachella poster. Yeah. And this year, I was... I was completely lost. Like, I barely recognized anybody. So what I have for you here is this game is called uh, Coachella, like top build at Coachella or um, like a fashion brand. Okay. So you have to tell me if this person appears on the, like, on the top line of the Coachella poster. So not like the big headliner, but the line right under that. Uh, or if it's a fashion brand. Okay? <laughs> okay. All right. We'll start with this one. Uh, Zach Posen. Uh, that, that that's a man. That's a band. That's an artist. Nope, that is a fashion Whoa. brand. Okay. Uh, Becky G. <laughs> that doesn't sound real, but is that is that an artist? <laughs> that's an artist. She's on the Coachella poster. Uh, Subi. Subi. That, with that's... a K. Subi with a K. Where's the K in Subi? <laughs> <laughs> At the start. Oh, it's the lead off. <laughs> uh, artist. Uh, Subi is a brand of jeans oh from Australia. Goodness, this is going terribly. Uh, Eliza J. Eliza Eliza J is an artist. I'm just going to keep guessing artist, I guess. Yeah, no, that's also a fashion brand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Suicide Boys. Oh, that's an artist. Do you know that? Or uh, were you just guessing? I've heard that. Okay, you've yeah. heard that one. Uh, Caliucci's. Uh, brand? No, she's oh uh, she's one of the big names at Coachella this year. And like so, <laughs> some of these that I'm listing are on like... Right after the headliners. Yeah. So, I don't... In my opinion, Coachella has always kind of been like a festival that you... It's like a CNB scene type thing. I don't think most people are really there for the music. No, I don't think I so. I think they're there to wear their cool outfits and take it's their photos. It's for the Instagram. That's right. Yeah. If you're a billionaire to go and, you know, do drugs out in a tent somewhere. But, uh, no, i just looking at this list and I'm like, man, I don't know anybody. Yeah, I mean, all the bands that are, like, billed above Gorillas. I'm like, I know Gorillas. Yeah. Why is that not the top one? This is the biggest music festival in the world. Yeah. And between two guys who work in music for a living, we we failed. And I would have done no better on that test than you would have. So, I don't know. Is the, Does the lineup bad, or are we out of touch? Oh. Which is it? V and S in 20 minutes or less. There's something quite remarkable happening online right now. Uh, you no doubt saw the Demar Hamlin incident where the Buffalo Bills player collapsed on the field, and he's uh, he's been moved into a different hospital. He's recovering. He's doing much better now. Uh, also, last week there was a young reporter from Edmonton, I believe, she worked for CTV, and she had she went into some sort of medical distress on camera. Like she started boofing a bit, and then she said, "I'm sorry, I'm not feeling well," and they cut away from her. And she has since released a statement saying. She's doing well as well. She's at home resting. And there have been a couple other like high-profile incidents like this in the last week or so. And there are people who saw these things happen, and they said, well, it was the vaccine. Of course it was the vaccine. That's quite an incredible ability, isn't it? To be able to diagnose someone through the TV just based on a very short video clip. 
That, that talent would be such an asset to our healthcare system, wouldn't it? No need to run expensive tests, time-consuming tests. Terry can take one look at you through the TV. No, for certain, it was the vaccine that caused your problems. I mean, that's not to say that nobody had problems with the vaccine. I was actually just reading the other day, Canada has a board that looks into claims of vaccine injury. And so far, they've paid out $2.8 million to 50 people. Uh, they've rejected 18 other claims, and they have about 1,000 more cases to look at. So it does happen. It does happen. And that payout number is obviously going to climb higher as they work their way through these cases. But right now, we have some people who are convinced that any any health problem out of the ordinary must be caused by the vaccine, as if this sort of thing didn't happen prior to the vaccine. But I'd, I don't know, man. It kind of reminds me of a buddy of mine who was in Edmonton one time, and he was he was walking somewhere, and he came up he came upon an accident in the street, and the police were helping out, and there were a few other pedestrians waiting to cross when the police were going to let them through. And this old lady beside him said, "It's that texting and driving." And he said, is that what happened here? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> These people are, are kind of like that old lady. B and S in 20 minutes or less. My son Bo is eight. Uh, he's in grade two. And he was explaining to me how birthdays work at his school, how his, what his classmates do when, when it's their birthday. So what they'll, if, if a classmate is celebrating a birthday, they go around asking everyone for the good parts of their lunch. Not the parts that they have to eat, as Bo puts it, but the treat part. And when they're refused, they say, no, that's, that's, my, that's my snack. Uh, then they say, but it's my birthday. <laughs> they got to figure it out, these little eight-year-olds, seven and eight-year-olds. You know who else did that? Smeagol, more commonly known as Gollum. His friend Deagle found the ring, and then Smeagol demanded it. Because it was his birthday. And the same thing is happening in my son's grade two classroom. Is that a Costco cookie? Gives it to us, my love. It's my birthday. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Something strange is happening in our new house again. And I uh, threw a video up on TikTok last night looking for some insight into this from anybody who might know. Uh, we moved into this place like six months ago. And I'd say in the last month or so... Uh, this isn't the ghost pizza story, don't worry, but that did also happen. Not at this house, but that really happened, and it's a spooky story. Uh, but, so about a month or so ago, we started hearing these bangs on the roof at night. These loud bangs, all different parts of the roof of the house, and really loud. Like, it sounds like something heavy is falling on the roof, or that someone has, like, jumped from a higher section of the roof to a lower section. Like, it's enough to really get your attention. And my first thought was that, okay, it's just materials expanding and contracting, right? They do that. We had some cold temperatures earlier in the winter. Um, but the temperature has been fairly stable recently, and it's still happening. And there's some other things that make me doubt that explanation, the expansion and contraction explanation. You know, things like it only, it only starts happening at night, like around 7 or 8 at night. And then throughout the night, it'll happen like 10 times. Last night, it was just going crazy. There was bangs all night long. And my kids are kind of freaked out by it. It spooked a babysitter the other day. My wife McKenna is starting to think that maybe it's a ghost. I'm a very cheap man, so I'm mostly afraid that whatever it is is going to cost me a whole lot of money. But I, I don't know what this is. And there's, there has been other eerie things happen in our house that I talked about on the show before. So I don't know if this is something that everybody in this city experiences. I even thought, like, could it be that you know the sun beats down on the roof all night and then all day and then as it goes down the roof cools and contracts and we're hearing these pops and stuff but uh it's 
It's unsettling. Like I said, it's very loud, and I don't know what it is. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I got a few messages from a few people and actually a few comments on the TikTok video that I mentioned uh, from people who thought it could be attic rain. I don't know if you ever heard of the term attic rain, but it's basically like humidity that builds up in your attic, and then as the temperature swings... It can fall, so it might be the ice that I'm hearing, according to what I read and what was explained to me. I don't know. It would have to be a lot of ice to make bangs this loud. I don't know if I'm completely buying that. And they said with attic rain, there's other signatures too, like you'll see, um, you know, water dripping in near windowsills or around door frames or even like swelling in the walls. Sometimes it even looks like like the light switch plates are leaking and I've seen none of that. So uh, nothing that points towards attic rain in that sense. And like I said, these are loud bangs. Friend of the show, Stuart, kind of freaked me out here. Do you remember that jack-in-the-box that my mom found at a thrift shop and then my brother named nicknamed Claude? Claude is this haunted jack-in-the-box that she found at Value Village and it was made in like 1977 and McKenna was like, get that thing out of the house because it's super creepy. So I brought it to the station and it pops out of the box on its own, that sort of thing. And then my boys were in here a couple months ago and they were like, hey, Claude. So we took Claude back home. Stuart's like, probably unrelated, but whatever happened to Claude? Well, that might be our answer right there. You know, it definitely isn't haunted though. A new paired home from Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes has a new community in Airdrie called Midtown. Great centrally located spot. It's got a pond, a pedestrian bridge, and they build three types of homes there. Uh, Paired homes, lane homes, and single-family front-drive homes. They're in the final phase, though, so if you're interested, shanehomes.com slash communities slash midtown. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. It's soup month. Did you know that? January is soup month. Pretty big one as far as months go. I mean, of course, up at the top, you got Black History Month. You got Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Then there's Soup Month. Forget about Soup Month. So look at it. Mental health gets a week. Mental health gets a week in May. Human rights gets a day. December 10th is Human Rights Day. Soup gets an entire month. And I would say rightfully so. It is soup. A few years back, Shauna and I uh, had an idea to start a soup truck called Soup Dog, and we had all these different soup parodies that we had made, uh, so I just thought we could we could maybe revisit that. Soupy people! Yeah! Soup Dog, Soup Truck, in full effect. That's me with a recipe, and my salt and pepper, and my big box of crackers. We're turning on the stove, turning on the stove, and it goes a little something like this. Soup Dog, back again. Pot it, chop it, let's begin. Soupy pot, soupy pennies, let me hear some noise. Extra spice in the pot, extra hot, your choice. There's a potty over here, a potty over there. Too much spice for your poor little derriere. These three words mean you're ready to chow down. Soup, there it is. 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 You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.